You are listening to Astrology Today, coming to you live from the very, very cold Sunshine Coast and Powell River, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klahoman Nation. And I will be your host, and I am an astrologer, and I have my co-host is with me, though she's wounded. Darn. (laughs) Say hi, Jill. Hello. Hello. Yeah, her and a toboggan full of kids had a misadventure. Well, kids decided to crash into me on their toboggan, knock me flying. Ow. Anyway. With any luck, she might get fixed tomorrow, although she's not looking forward to the surgery. But we vote for success and swift healing. Well, the wrist is doing okay. It's the elbow that needs the surgery. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. So on the show today, which is episode 115, we are going to cast our uh, eyeballs onto the weather that uh, the planets have in store for us. Uh, And I need to, I'm back in the studio, so of course I have to remember how to do all that, (laughs) which is... Oh, dear. Yeah, this jumping back and forth from taped shows to um, uh, live and on air. Yeah, it's, you know, it's good exercise, though, for my my wee little brain power. (laughs) Um, So do, uh, do we have a chart up? We do. Yes. Do we have a chart up, Jill? I oh, see it. Okay, okay, good. Thank you. Because you're my confirmation. I mean, I could put it up and it actually not be up, but it is. So what do we have for the month of January? So the everybody starts. I'll just give you a list of where all the planets are as of today. Uh, so the Sun, Venus, Pluto, and Venus is retrograde. Uh, they're all in Capricorn. And Mercury has is just leaving uh, Capricorn for Aquarius. Mars is around the middle of Sagittarius. Saturn, of course, is still in Aquarius. Uranus is still retrograde in Taurus. And Jupiter, yay, Jupiter went into Pisces on the 29th, yay, and will be, you know, eventually this year joining up with Neptune. So, you know, we've had the the shock and awe of the last exact square from Saturn Uranus. Um, And I think this past week, though, has been more about this pileup in Capricorn, which, of course, with the new moon uh, tomorrow is going to have a major highlight. But as of today, one of the things we have is the sun trine Uranus. So the revolutionary spirit is in the air today, which could, you know, make for some interesting table talk around the New Year's Eve or New Year's Day dinner table, I think. Yeah. Well, yes. And you Maybe that's your card you pulled. Yes, I did. I pulled. So I've started a practice um, where actually I'm pulling four cards. I pull a rider tarot weight card for myself. Um, There is a deck of cards that's been produced by a lady that lives on Gabriola. 
uh, and it's called the Fox Tarot, which I highly recommend. And I, the deck that I currently have is, um, she's cross-referenced, and Tarot was, um, you know, like back with Madame Blavatsky or however you pronounce her name and the Golden Dawn group and yada, yada, yada. And at the time that Tarot, uh, the, the, Rider weight deck was being produced, they did cross-reference it with astrology. And so in her Fox deck, she particularly has cross-referenced it with astrology. And so I pulled a card today for the astrological aspect, and I got the Queen of Cups reversed. Uh, then what did I get? Oh, and then I'm doing animal cards for my connection to the earth, and I got the Possum which was kind of interesting. Possum is about misdirection. Hmm. And, you know, if you're being attacked, how you can use rather than, you know, come out fists flying, you misdirect and create diversions and deflect attacks. And I have no idea if I should combine that with the tarot card of misfortune or not. <laughs> Um, and then the final card that I draw is there's a series of goddess cards that they're not particularly, you know, in a tarot design at all. Um, but they're, you know, various goddesses around the world. And so I drew Tenant, I think. Yeah, she's, and now I'm not going to remember. Anyway, she's sort of a goddess like Demetra, or no, like Persephone going down into the underworld for six months and then coming back again and that type of energy. Yeah. Anywho, there was a major digression. Like Mercury moving into Aquarius today. <laughs> Which, um, you know, he's more of an evening, he's, he's a co, or blah, blah, blah. he's an evening star. He's airier now than when he was in Capricorn. Um, more wanting to be more rational um, and objective, you know, lofty. And he'll be here until he stations and retrogrades later in the month. Yeah. And she's kind of almost there. Hello. <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, he's stationing. He's going to station near uh, Pluto or Saturn. Saturn, very near Saturn. Yes, I suspect when he does that, we will uh, notice that. So our first chart that we have up is the new moon. Um, it's at 12 degrees of Capricorn. And um, do we have anybody that's besides myself that sort of has that major signature? I don't think so. It was the... That area of Capricorn, well, it's close to my Venus Chiron. It opposes my Uranus and it squares oh. Saturn and my Jupiter, so... Huh, yeah. It's hitting my grand cross is what it's doing. Oh, okay, well. But it's hitting my Venus Chiron most. Like that's where. Yeah, occurred. that's, yeah, um, yeah. Whereas for me, it's on my midheaven. I'm apparently yeah. having surgery tomorrow. That, <laughs> <laughs> that might fit, yeah, yeah. So I for, yeah, so for folks in general, uh, you know, obviously a, a Capricorn new moon, it is a seed moment. And most of what I'm hearing out there in the forecast land of astrology is people are tying it in with the Venus retrograde. 
um, as sort of highlighting she's backed away from her conjunction with Pluto directly. And so in that reverse mode, it's um, have I really uncovered everything that Pluto wanted me to cough up to the surface? Um, and if and, if they and have, she, yeah, the and new she also backs up to you know just past that twelve. Exactly, days. she backs up to eleven. Yeah, yeah. And, and so there's this, you know, the review. Um, what are you going to do with what's been reviewed in terms of what do you desire? What do you value? Um, yeah. How are your relationships structured these days? Is that working for you? That type of stuff. Yeah. Okay. On. Um, so one of the things to keep in mind, though, is this is intensified uh, with this huge co-presence in Capricorn with Pluto, who has not finished his work that he's been doing in Capricorn since 2008. And so there is more intensity whenever, you know, you get this little pile up next to Pluto, because yeah. that's yeah. what he does. The new moon, like the full moon, is a higher en energy than normal. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, Pluto always intensifies things. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. Good thing that that wasn't today. You know, everybody will be in the process of trying to get home if they can tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. January. Yeah, we're, still, we're still feeling the influence of the Saturn. Oh, moons. yeah. Yeah. The square. Yeah. And right now. And then you've got. Mars, they're approaching the square to Neptune, which is... Up. Yeah, so that, uh, before we get that one, though, we get a Venus sextile Neptune on the 5th, which is useful for imagination. That's kind of nice. Um, or illusion, yeah. On uh, January the 8th, we have the Kazemi of Venus with the sun. And um, she has fully, in some um, symbolic systems, they see that backing up to the sun as, you know, the dying. You, it, she disappears into the sun. Um, and then she comes back out in the morning light phase. Um, and... That can be um, quite significant in terms of, of, you know, what in this process of having been with Pluto, stirring up, bringing stuff to the surface, and then as she comes out as the morning star, uh, what's going to come more into the light is the way some of them, with clarity, they, they're seeing it as... Um, you know, it may not be entirely clear until the 8th exactly what all has risen to the surface. Uh, but after this Kazemi with uh, conjunction, that's another way of putting it, with the sun, uh, that, uh, yeah, that there'll well, be some clarity. I think the new moon trining Uranus is also yes. going to be some revelation and some surprising Yes stuff coming out. The other thing, I guess, when Venus does that part of the cycle, it's 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 a little bit like the whole, you know, six months in the underworld kind of thing. Yes, right? yeah. Yeah, for the, the time of year that this is happening. To be reborn kind of thing. Yeah. 
yeah. she's going from Pluto to that and then back again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Persephone thing is very significant. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's Venus, not Persephone, but... Yeah, but it's just that Venus. archetype is definitely up. Yeah, yeah, it feels feels like that. So, there, And I mean, I think that's really what all of this is about, Pluto particularly, getting to the end of Capricorn is... There's going to be a death and regeneration. Yes, and it'll be about relationships. Our relationship to the powers that be or not, our relationship to the earth, our, you know, what it is we value. Um, yeah, I think yeah. value is a huge part of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, on January the 10th, the sun sextiles Neptune. Now, typically, this is... When those two get together, there can be a sort of a weakening, um, sensitivity is up, illness is possible, but there's also grace and ease. And what I noticed about this combination is when the sun does that, it's sort of Pluto, Venus, the sun, Neptune. So it's pulling Neptune energy, you know, like it's pulling it into that Capricorn piece. Um, yeah. yeah, and I thought that was kind of interesting. Well, I think part of that, too, is we really have to be conscious of how that nep how we are dealing with that Neptunian Piscean energy. True, true. Um, it hasn't really had the, the center stage, but it is afoot a in, you know. But it is. With Jupiter approaching it, it's going yeah. to be more so. And I think that's really time to be more conscious of our whatever our spiritual connection is yes if yeah. we have one what do we need one <laughs> whatever yeah that, that or and, or and going more within to yeah. you know our intuition yes and our creative resources which are within us so yeah yeah very much about focusing on the positive because negative the negative side of Neptune can be pretty negative. So we yes, don't yeah. go there. We don't want to get into, and fear is part of that. We don't want to go into fear. We don't want to go into imagining the worst and all of these things. We yeah. want to really yeah. to imagine what we want. What we, yes, what we exactly. Want. If, if we're bringing our values, if we're cleaning up our value system, uh, then Neptune offers us the, you know, the visioning of what would that look like? How would that look different than what we've been doing? Yeah. Yeah, and I think Venus is starting that off with the sextile first. And, yeah, yeah. And the sun and so on. So, yeah, I think it's really just all of us need to really do more hmm, meditating work, quiet time, you know, yeah. just drawing yeah. with it. And and seeing what what's important to us, what we want to create in the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the other downside to, or uh, the other negative expression of a Neptune is avoidance, or um, you know, the um, seeking escape in a not so good way, like you know, sp spending billions of dollars to take a space ride. <laughs> 
God, it's just such a waste of money and talent and energy. Uh, but it's also sort of the opioid crisis and that type of thing where, you know, people are trying to escape from their fear and their pain. Uh, and so, yeah, like, do we have the structures to Capricorn to support people to not go down that road? You know, uh, we've criminalized it, and that didn't work. Uh, so maybe we can see it for what it really is and, you know, help people with that negative expression of Neptune. And, and also be aware of the, there's a sort of theme of Neptune Pisces that can be the victim. So not feeling like a victim and not getting sucked into other people who, who are trying to, you know, get your help because they're painting themselves as victims or whatever, you know, I mean, it's just ner- discerning, using the, the yes. opposite yeah. kind discerning. Yeah. Well, and and I think I think one of the things that um, our society has been um, purposely naive about is how to support people who are um, going down that negative Neptune road. Um, and it's, uh, yeah. yeah, you know, to just go la 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 and ignore it isn't going to work either. Um, but there has to be, I mean, this is not a simple Band-Aid fix. And uh, the kind of um, understanding um, is only for those who have actually, you know, got some training or, yeah, like your average person cannot tackle that particular problem of something like the opioid crisis uh, yeah, because there, there is no simple answer to that. I think, yeah, I think what's important is to have compassion. Yeah. And, and empathy with others, but not get sucked into trying to rescue anybody, because that's, that's that dynamic with, with that Neptune Pisces. Yeah, very yeah, yeah, yeah. Victim savior kind of thing. You have to rescue me because I'm so, you know, and don't go there because you can't save somebody from themselves. Yes, no, but you can set up systems that make it possible for them to walk out. Yeah, and Absolutely. we've we've just gone la 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 in the past, yeah, right? Can, and that does that that doesn't serve us either. Yeah, no, and you can see other people. Just we're all human, and yeah, these are people who are suffering. But it's not for me to try and rescue them from that. But if I can, in some way direct them to help that they do need or if I have some resources that will be helpful to them great but you know not think I'm going to just rescue them yeah no well and and it's the same sort of colonial attitude that is kind of embedded in that as well this idea that you know we see a culture and because they're not living their life the way we think life should be lived we immediately assume that we have to rescue them from from it and maybe not maybe they're you know living in a hut in the jungle uh you know using spears to collect their food maybe they're completely happy hello you know television isn't the answer for everything (laughs) well i think that's part of what we need to get back to in ourselves is a simpler way of life yeah yeah yeah. Living more closer to the land or even on it, and you know, really engaging with nature, not, 
yeah, observing. Yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> we, we just went off on a Neptune little road trip there, which is fine. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so <laughs> shortly after, you know, the sun sextiles, then Saturn gets in on the, the, the game because he is now, he's in Capricorn. Um, and so January the 11th was highlighted by a number of astrologers as a day of fiery prophecy. So this is Mars square Neptune at 20 degrees. Um, and, you know, there's so you've got Mars in a Jupiter ruled sign. You've got Neptune in Pisces. Um, and so big, fanatic, blazing comet, holy roller moment. But fortunately, you know, Mars is moving pretty quick here. So this will probably be like maybe 48 hours of this kind of energy. But yeah, January the 11th, there could be, you know, some pretty splashy headlines from around the world of people doing their fiery prophecy or getting on there. I, I should just sort of lock myself up because I can get on a on a soapbox and <laughs> espouse something <laughs> which isn't yeah, always I, useful <laughs> yeah. i think as as as, as, we, as we were saying before the higher using the higher vibration of these planets oh yeah yeah you know and this can be um you know spiritual action oh yes yeah act in in compassion and you know i mean mars is action but oh mars yes is, yeah it's a doer yeah. We want to allow Neptune to help make that action come from a very compassionate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There, yeah, there can be a positive manifestation of this. Yeah. But I think I'll still just lock myself up that day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, so, so I don't, you know, you know like get on my <laughs> high the horse. Though, is is what's important here. And yeah. We can, we're not a victim of these planets. We can. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Exactly. Exactly. But we're not all that very functional. I'm just saying. It's and, just that 20 degrees and happens to be and quite. If you don't act that way, <laughs> have compassion for yourself. Oh, well, yes. Yeah. Right? yeah. Forgiveness is a biggie here. It is. And we get to do that at any time. We can forgive yeah. ourselves. Yes. That yeah. is true. Yeah. And others, you know. And, and others. Yeah. So following very close on the heels of that particular energy, January the 14th, Mercury actually does his station retrograde. So uh, for those that aren't all that familiar with Mercury retrogrades, uh, typically it happens three times a year, although it can happen four. Um, it's a period of time in which um, there's sort of a general rule that uh, negotiations, contracts, elections, all of those kind of things are not going to be as clear cut as one might want them to be. And that during the retrograde phase, you need to collect more data, review, um, it's a lot of R-E in front of words. So, you know, communications can be fouled up. Computers get fouled up. Uh, this is going to be from Aquarius. Uh, Mercury does actually back up all the way into Capricorn before he stations at 24 on February the 3rd. But he's sort of starting off with kind of a bang because he's like right cozy to Saturn 
when he stations. It's also square, you know, closely squaring like to the degree Uranus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, January the 14th could be revelatory because that's what uh, Mercury, you know, likes to do is is uh, be the cry, town crier and um, spread the news. Yeah. 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 And, and also, you know, truths. And, yes. You know, yeah. In Aquarius, it's not it's not hindered by emotional stuff. It's let's cut through. The yeah. No, it's totally it. air. So it's intellectual. It's um, I like I liken Saturn uh, Mercury together as the steel trap mind. And in Aquarius, it's you know, it's got the um the the what not cold lucid what how would you phrase that i mean this is kind of a um, there is a detached yeah 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 exactly and and which can be good but it can also be it can be too much yes yeah in terms of the whole technology thing it can be too divorced from yeah our our emotional nature and all that you know because it's not a human side Yes, exactly. A, but but it's I think it's interesting because of course Uranus in my system is the ruler of yes. Aquarius. Yeah. So it's 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 really dispositing both of those guys. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, so and that that Mercury is actually closer to the square with Uranus than it is to the conjunction with Saturn is. Yep. I think again just emphasizing that it's like this is there's a Uranian thing going on here. Yes, and so there could be announcements, shocking revelations. Yeah, yeah. good point, good point. Um, yeah, and following on the heels of the Mars square Neptune. Yeah, that that moment could be a bit exciting. And, and we'll remind folks that, you know, the Saturn-Uranus square is still very much alive and well and still working its way through the system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's it's backing up, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, to start or not to start, that'll be the question. Um, and so it's sort of kind of going to echo uh, the Venus retrograde refrain as well, um, you know, because Saturn does rule where that Venus retrograde is happening and Pluto and all of that. Um, yeah be but interesting also, to see what also, comes out at that time it also connects with pluto yeah before it stations direct so it's within two degrees but the other side of pluto yeah so it's got to come back through there again so it's going to be a very plutonian aspect as yeah. well yeah starting at the square to uranus and, and ending with uh yeah with pluto. pluto exactly so i think you know given that both of those are outer planets Yes. This is, you know, stuff that's beyond our human comprehension kind of thing. It's more out there stuff. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And, you know, you could frame that in, uh, you know, from the point of view of uh, more worldly dynamics, not just on an individual level. Um, so much noticing yeah, as you know the big yeah the the big dynamics that are happening yeah yeah it, it's it's beyond what we know in our own little world yes yeah yes and exactly so it's, anything it's, past Saturn that's what that 
that whole thing is about transpersonal. Yeah. yeah. Significant, absolutely. And so our next piece is just as a um, uh, a moment to build up the full moon. Uh, so on January the 16th, the sun conjuncts Pluto at 26. This is striving for power, craving rulership, power to attain, catharsis, and exposing plot twists. And then January 17th, we get this chart, which is, so the full moon is 27 degrees of Cancer. Pluto is at 26. The sun, of course, is at 27. So it's totally about the moon shining on yeah. Pluto. This is totally a Plutonian. Oh, yeah, completely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah. Again, it's sort of pointing to that Plutonian energy of transformation. Yes. Yeah. The yeah. death, yeah. rebirth. Yeah. Rising from the ashes, the archetype of the phoenix rising from the ashes. Um, and again, this process, just to remind folks, you know, Pluto's been cruising through whatever house your Capricorn is in since 2008. So this is deep and complete <laughs> restructuring. Absolutely, yeah. 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 And also interesting that Uranus is stationary at this. Yes, he is coming to a stop. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Mercury, Saturn are both squaring it. So, yeah, powerful stuff going on here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's it's basically pulling the the two big last three or four years, you know, signatures together. And with the moon, the moon is looking back at these two pieces, the Saturn Uranus and then what Pluto's been doing and it's it reveals, you know, like what hasn't been done, what hasn't changed, what needs, you know, like the Saturn Uranus, what more explosive you know re-looking at things you know what new junk needs to come to the surface still and this yeah. of course is that 27 degrees isn't that the same degree that pluto is in the u.s chart in the u.s chart i was mm -hmm. just going to say i think we can't disregard the fact that yeah. that's because that is big news that is going to be the news of this year yes and yeah and that it happens to be I mean, it's not the same minute, but it's to the degree. Yeah. And that shows how close Pluto is to the return, yes. which is in February. So it's yeah. like, yeah, ready, guys. <laughs> this is revealing. You know, it, it's, it's actually here, but you're going to feel it more. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um, one person looked at his, you know, being as it's a cancer moon that's looking back, um, was saying something to do with um, the emotional structures within family systems um, oh, sure. that, ha that are being illuminated, you know, on a more personal level with these big outer planet movements. Yeah. Well, yeah, because the what's going on in the world is definitely affecting a lot of families right now. Yes. Yeah. In a very detrimental way, and you know that's yeah. Yeah. Need to get, yeah. get healed from that or get something happening that's going to help that. <laughs> yes. And and, and, of course and you've got Venus, Venus retrograde trining uh, that Uranus. Yes. Yeah. Again, and she's yeah, getting she's down close to when she's going to be moving a lot slower. 
Um, yeah, and ch- changes in the air, in other words. Yeah. Uranian change and Plutonian change. It's yeah. All, they are both change agents. Yes, they are. <laughs> that is for sure. Okay, on uh, January the 18th, just as Uranus actually fully comes to a stop, uh, the nodes permanently have now moved back into, because uh, they go around uh, the zodiac in primary motion. Um, and so they've backed up uh, North Node in Taurus, South Node in Scorpio for good. And that's happening exactly as uh, Uranus stations at 10 degrees. Now, he that's as low as he's going to get now. So that's 1048 probably. Um, and so folks that have early, earlier planets and major points earlier in Taurus, you know, you can kind of go, ah, move along, Uranus, move along. <laughs> and um, he will get up as high as 18 degrees, 55 minutes and so I'm, you know, for me personally, I'm thinking, oh, damn, that's getting awful close to my 19 degree <laughs> sun in Scorpio. And I'm going, dang, dang, dang. <laughs> I had a bit of a breather there from when he first went into Taurus. Of course, he would have hit my Venus Saturn. But I've had a huge break in the meantime. But yeah, he's about to catch yeah, up to. I had a break too. You did uh, have a break, but I don't want to go down your route. <laughs> I'll, um, I'll pass on that. Saturn, that was Saturn on my sun. Yeah. And, and Uranus stationing means it's heading back to square my sun. Sun again. Aww. <laughs> yeah. But I'm an Aquarian, so maybe that'll be friendlier. Yes. Yeah. We can hope. We can hope. You can hope. Definitely. Definitely. Yes. <laughs> Okay, on the 19th, of course, we have the sun ingress into Aquarius, so that's one less in Capricorn. Um, But very, very soon, Mars is going to join the party. And also, Mercury um, will be backing up. Okay, but before he backs up, he does do his conjunction with the sun, Um, And that's at three degrees of Aquarius on the 23rd. So we are starting to, you know, get down to the end of the month. And I mean, during most of the month, things are kind of spread out. Um, We had a little bit of a pile up right at the beginning of the month uh, with the new moon in Capricorn. Uh, But then things kind of spread out a little bit. But now they're going to come back together And what they will be highlighting, of course, is Capricorn. And so the Mars ingress is on the 24th. And what we need to remember is when Mars is in Capricorn, he's exalted. He likes it there. He can get shit done. Um, And so, you know, if there's been any sort of lagging in... uh, the Pluto process of death and rebirth, this will fire it up, having that Mars come in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of points for, for Mars to go. Like, he's come, he's been kind of being the trigger guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. He likes doing that. The eclipse points. And, yeah. You know, that we've had, which have been significant. Yeah. And he's keep coming along afterwards and going, oh, let's fire that one up again. Let's yes. Fire. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. 
exactly. So, so you know, on a practical, yeah, yeah, goes through Capricorn yeah. there's been so much happening in Capricorn. Yeah, and so and also, oh. also I think that sorry, that's zero degrees of Aquarius. Yes, that is because the cardinal of, point. Solstice last year, it is a highly sensitive point. Yes, it is. So yeah. I think that's a time to be watching when things go over that as well. Yes, exactly. On it's a on a on a positive, I am going to get a word in edgewise. You know, <laughs> we have a bad habit of running over each other. It's we need lessons. We need what we need is handlers. You know, people that are looking directly in our eyes, going, "Shut up now, she's talking. Shut up now, she's talking." Hang on, I'll shut up. <laughs> it's okay. Um, okay, so on a positive note, um, that Mars coming into Capricorn, the restructuring, the rebuilding after Pluto has completely, you know, um, broken everything down, Mars does say, let's start the rebuilding process. Let's get things moving forward. And so for on a personal level, if you've got projects that... You know, you realized you had to go through, review, revision, blah, 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 you know, because what it was that you valued, Venus, uh, wasn't actually happening. Um, Mars entering here means you can make that happen now. And so for some folks, this is going to be a really nice moment uh, with Mars going through there because things can get moving again. Okay, advocacy is another one with Venus. Yes. Okay, so January the 25th, uh, Mars retrograde, that's when he gets back into Capricorn. So now we've got Mars, Mercury, Pluto, and Venus all in Capricorn uh, for that last week of um, January. And yeah, and like you were saying, Mars will start triggering it all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In a big way. Okay, so on the 28th, we have Mercury has come back to its conjunction to Pluto, which it just did two days ago, the first conjunction, and now it's back again. Uh, so the power to persuade, um, uh, you know, it's the stuff that was that is being revealed this past week with Mercury coming up to Pluto, then, you know, we'll probably get another deep dive and more stuff will come to the surface. That's what Mercury likes to do. Um, yeah. And Mars will make sure that, um, you know, it gets the airtime that it needs. And then we finally get, on the 29th, we get the Venus station direct at 11. And uh, this is also during the time of the dark of the moon. And that seems to be, I'm just going to move our chart up to the last new moon. Um, because, you know, the moon is now joined up with these guys. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of interesting. So the moon is trining Uranus um, at the same time that Venus is stationing at 11. And 11, of course, is close enough to that stalled out, moving a little bit forward Uranus. This could be quite significant this day. Well, I think it's, it's very interesting because we have to also realize that Pluto is, is um, trining that 
that North Node. Yes, yes, so, exactly. Yeah, now that they've backed like, up, yes. It is about, I mean, we've had a lot of South Node activity, and this one is, which is about letting go of the old. Yeah. Which is what Pluto's all about, and it's Pluto's sign in my new, in yeah. the newer astrology. So that it's trining the North Node, I think, I mean, it sextiles the South, obviously, but it's almost like, yeah, we have to look to the future and what we want, what it, what we are going to create from the ashes here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And also that Venus has stationed so close to that trine with Uranus. Yes, that has to be significant. Yeah. Yeah. So again, yeah. we've got your your that Uranium Plutonian energy. And yeah, Uranus. and and when you put Pluto and Uranus together. Um, I don't know if you could get a more dynamic <laughs> mixture other than maybe if you throw in Aries or Eris or yeah, like that's yeah, those two coming together. Yeah, that's and very Eris powerful. Continues to square that what what will be the Mercury Pluto conjunction there. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. So the yeah. last couple of days of January, you know, it it would be okay to, you know, sort of turn off all the media and the social stuff and uh, hunker down. <laughs> Put your head in the sand if you can find some sand. Those of us here on the west coast of Canada that are still shuddering in this cold, yeah, we're going to hope that that is enough well, yeah, energy to move better. things along. <laughs> but also, you've, you know, you've got, you've got Jupiter moving sextile Uranus and Mars yes Jupiter is starting to get up there yeah 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 and, Mercury, and Mars moving to trine it so it's sextiling Jupiter yes it is um, it's it's positive action it's you know let's you know because Jupiter wants truth and all of those kinds of things yep so yeah I think it's really working on that a lot yeah so we do end the month, surprisingly enough, with, um, well, just prior to the new moon, the sun does do its square to Uranus, um, you know, sort of highlighting the day before. Um, and then, of course, it comes into its new moon and it's at 12 degrees and it's conjunct Saturn. Um, the uh -huh. ancient used to say, oh, yeah, if it's within three degrees, you definitely pay attention. Um, and so this, of course, is. And so, you know, there's this this moment where, you know, we've got such a concentration of energy in Capricorn. And then almost like within two days, all of a sudden that shifts to total concentration on uh, the Saturn Uranus square. I mean, the, the end of this month is not going to be that simple. Like, well, it's, gonna it's going to be very dynamic. Some, I think it's going to bring some more truth, revelations, whatever you want to call them. I think, you know, that as things start to fall apart, we will learn a lot more. You know, truth is going to come out in ways that we, you know, things we never suspected, never, you know. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, revelation is lots of lots of like holy crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, reality is having its moment uh, with that new moon, and of course, it's a seed time, and so you know the um, the seeding of 
what's possible um, to move forward on, you know, topics of, you know, change that needs to be required. Yeah, so yes. we're, we could get, uh, we could get um, announcements of new technology. This is um, uh, Aquarius, but they would be practical because Saturn's there, right? Well, so they're ones that are actually doable. And Saturn rules Capricorn. It is about structures. It is about yeah, what yeah. are we now going to build? Yes, exactly. Part the way they are. Yeah. With what will we we replace or totally tear down that? But then what? what yeah, do we exactly. Have? There has to be. We have to seed the new structure. Yeah. So I think it's where you know again getting back to the Jupiter and Neptune and Pisces thing. Both of those envisioning what our ideal world is looks like yes yeah you know what yep. do what what would make this more a more livable world for us all exactly exactly <laughs> yeah and you know with the degree of human uh migration and uh displacement that is happening all over the place um, you know, we have to find structures, which is very Aquarian, humanitarian, to, um, you know, support these people into finding places that are actually livable. I mean, my, my husband spent, uh, he did a, a six-month trip in a sailboat across the uh, North Pacific, and most of the islands that he visited on that trip, and that would have been back in the 80s, I think, that he did that, um, they're disappearing under the waves and, you know, we have to find these folks new homes, um, you know, stuff like that. Uh, yeah. 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 But I, and the other thing with, with, you know, Neptune and Pisces, there are unlimited possibilities. We have to expand, which is Jupiter. We have to expand our, our thinking around what's possible. Yeah. Yeah, because the, the, yeah, we got really down one road and to the exclusion of every other road. Yeah. We have that very Capricorn. Yeah. Saturnian. uh, This is the way it's it's always been done. This is how it has to be done. There are no other ways to do it. And it's about going beyond that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Aquarian, Uranian. Yeah. Neptunian, et cetera. Yeah. Piscean stuff. Yeah. 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 I think so. Yeah. So there there you have your um, month of January. So for folks who know their chart, um, obviously, you know, the, the main components are, uh, you know, wherever you find Capricorn in your chart, wherever you find Aquarius, um, Pisces, and then Taurus and pretty much that's where everything is right now which is interesting there there is a vedic piece that says when all of the planets are to one side or the other side of the nodal axis that there is a i'm not sure what it is but it's it's a thing and that's what they're doing right now yeah to me it's like last year it kind of got compressed like this too it's almost like feels like a spring compressing and ready ah yes yes You know, they basically almost all was in a trine of 
everything. You know? Yes, they are, actually. That's right at this cool. moment, at the end of the month, they are. Like, as soon yeah. as Mars gets up to its square to Uranus, they are all within the Uranus-Mars purview. Yeah. And obviously, the moon comes out of that, but the rest of them yeah, very compressed in this place. So I think that's, you know, that may not, we may not see it all right away, but this is preparing. Yeah, for the, so I think the first direct conjunction to the Pluto return is in February. I'm pretty sure. February 20th. February 20th. Ah, so not that far off the end of this month. Or, yeah, the end of January. Oh, yes, yes. One of those bizarre number things that's going to be happening. Numerology, have a look at what those numbers might signify. Yeah, well. That seems pretty interesting. (laughs) yeah, Yeah, I would say it is. I would say it is. Yeah, yeah, totally. All right, folks. Well, we actually have quite a bit of time left we you might be listening to more than one selection of music from me (laughs) today but that's okay um so we do have uh we have a taped show which we did yes yesterday no two days ago on thursday um and uh we take a look at two significant charts um i picked a person jill picked a place um but that will be our offering for next saturday um and yeah so in the meantime i guess um we will send loving healing thoughts to jill so that her surgery is a complete success um yeah yeah i to mention one more thing about all of this because i think i think it's extremely significant that the nodes are in taurus scorpio because that highlights very much the mature the uh, sort of the financial economic systems yes right? it does it does right? Taurus is, but Taurus is the value what we value and Scorpio is more the how we uh, share that yeah <laughs> and or how you know you give us your money <laughs> <laughs> well yeah and we might give you a little bit back if we're feeling fine it's sort of in the in terms of the governmental yeah things yeah yeah right so again, I think that's showing how things need to change with Venus so close to Pluto and yes. Pluto trining that node in Taurus. I think it is. It's so much about getting back to what we value. Yes. Not, yeah. Not that, tangible, not always tangible stuff. Yes. Yeah. Well, we've done 200 years of the Jupiter-Saturn in earth signs and it, they are now firmly in air signs and so yeah. that whole uh, visioning something yeah like can we see a different value than just oh, collecting yeah. more stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. very important just wanted to highlight that piece. yes <laughs> thank you <laughs> okay um so, uh, uh, for the folks that are listening live today, just a reminder that uh, you have been listening to CJMP 90.1 FM, Powell Rivers Community Radio Station. And uh, yeah, you will hear from us both next Saturday. And in the meantime, take care and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah. Bye, Jill.